ladies and gentlemen of the Realville universe, the full sport press podcast proudly brings to you the wrestling podcast live from SoFi, SoFi Stadium in California. It is the 808s and Chess Shots podcast. My name is Jeff, joined as always by my co-host, Neat and Andrew. Say what's up to the people. Hey, y'all. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. He got his 80s uh, game show host voiced on. I hear you. I hear you. All right. <laughs> I was going to do Macho Man, but I can't do the heavy breathing part. It's kind of hard to do. Nah, that's, 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 that's years of practice. You got to be a special lot, person to do that. Yeah, a lot of a lot of weights. You know what I'm saying? You, you got to be into it to do that, brother. They, they don't, they, you can't just play that Macho Man role. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is a wrestling podcast that's going to cover from a you know, we come from our perspective. We, you know, we don't really delve into too much. We keep it very light because this is what we do. We are fans of the show. We're not going to tell you too much what you should and should not do. We cover from a fan's perspective. All right. And you can follow us at 808s and chair shots on the Instagram and the Facebook. Twitter is 808 chair shots because, yeah, you know, Twitter. Um, one of these days we'll- now, sir. I'm sorry. You're right. X, <laughs> the financial <laughs> banking platform that he's about to turn my favorite social media app into. Bastard. Anyway. Like for real though. Seriously, guys. Um, Twitter's my fa- Twitter was my favorite social. It was my not my first. Facebook was my first. Well, MySpace, but you know what I'm saying? Of the of the ones, you know, Twitter's been my favorite one, and he's just ruining every damn thing, man. Like, it's crazy. I'm sorry. I went off on a tangent. All right. <laughs> you can follow me at jeasley 84 across all social media platforms. Miss Andrew, where can they follow you if you'd like them to? Um, I can't guarantee you'll be entertained, but you can follow <laughs> you can follow me on X at Andrea Wrote This. That's what's up. That's what's up, Neat. If you like dad jokes and uncomfortable circumstances, follow me on Twitter under the name Nacho Man. It's X, like you told me. X, my bad. <laughs> Exude, Have you seen the field right now? <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the app on your phone? Like it's just, it even looks cheap on your phone. Anyway, man, I'm nah, not gonna get this. All right, let's get going, man. The WWE took a trip to Detroit. And they had SummerSlam over the weekend on August 5th, one of the greatest days of the year. You know why? It's my birthday. Anywho. All right. So speaking of that, speaking of that, what did what you up, do though? for your birthday? I watched SummerSlam, bro. Um That's it. because the the UFC fight was was it UFC had a fight here in Nashville. It was the boring card, and I and I heard it's gonna be a boring card. So I didn't um didn't do too much. Um took my took my nephew and nieces to see the turtles movie. We kicked it. Oh, okay. Yeah, we kicked it. <laughs> yeah, don't don't take kids to the movies, man. They they are they are some low down scoundrels. They want they want popcorn, nachos, drinks, candy, everything. And you broke friends. So that's what they are. You're right about that. Whew, Uncle Jeff is tired. Any who's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, let's get going, man. So SummerSlam, we don't have to go through the whole the whole thing. Let's get let's do our highs and lows. Starting with you, Miss Andrew. What are one of your lows? Some of your lows from the from the event. All right, let me rattle them off. Um, okay. <laughs> and this is this is in no particular order. 
Okay. I just I just made a list. Charlotte was a low for me. Okay. Um, we we could get into it. So so, no, this a little bit. Give us a little why 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 is Charlotte little bit, a little, t- little taste. Her in ring work in that match was so clunky to me. Mm. There right. were, I would have to go back and watch it to pinpoint them, but I noticed at least several different times where she didn't hit a move. There was, I know one off the top right now, actually, that moonsault to the outside where she was supposed to land on Bianca and she just oh. missed entirely. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's one. That was the most egregious. But that was a low for me, despite the, the the match overall to me was, I guess, a high point. And we could get into that later on when we talk about the highs. But yeah, yeah. Charlotte was definitely a low point for me. Okay. Um, I don't even really know how to. F- well, let me let me let me hold off. Let me hold off on that real quick. Okay. Rhonda and Shayna was a low point for me. And. I told y'all this over text in the group chat yeah. and I've said it on Twitter, but it would have taken years of better booking for the fans to care about this match. Like, mm-hmm. how is it that you have two badass female cage fighters who are both like, they're pretty on um, they, they have the awards. They're pretty acclaimed. Like they have, like they're good fighters they're at what yeah. they do. Like, how do you have respectable yes like how do you have these women with this mma background one of them was isn't ronda an olympian if i'm not mistaken yeah yeah like how do you have yeah you got these two women just in the mma rules match and just nobody cares like i told y'all i would have if like i said years of better booking they would have had to have built up Shayna and ronda would have i don't even know what it would have taken but they just both of them would have needed better booking. And that was something I would have preferred to see in the fight pit. I feel like that match would have been worth it with the better booking. But as it stands right now, it's rumored that it's Ronda Rousey's last match. We don't know if it's permanent or if it's just she's going to take a long break, but it's going to be her last match for a while. Yeah. But it was just it was difficult to care about, even though the stakes, even though they wanted us to believe the stakes were high. It just didn't feel that way. Mm. and last well you know what one more I wasn't disappointed with the match but I feel like Finn needs to beat Seth the next time they have a match I'll just say that and I'm gonna leave it there okay and then very last but certainly not least I am confused by tribal combat oh my god thank you thank you I thought it what what made it different from any other Roman match? Like, I'm not understanding. Like, I thought it was supposed to be no interference till the match is over. You mm. could only win by pinfall or submission. Like, what what happened? Oh, I got a theory. I got a theory. And um, I, I'll wait till it's my turn not to speak over you. So, But I, I, that was on my lows as well. But yeah. But that, that's it for me. Okay. Nick? Okay, Tribal Combat. That's number one, <laughs> regardless. Um, the rules were confusing. They said no family was supposed to get involved, but they were involved. Um, some of the spots were okay, but I'm just saying, 
the rules should have been clear. Yeah. And we shouldn't have to be confused just sitting there watching this whole thing. Okay. Um, as it goes to Shayna and Ronda Rousey, um, that was the shortest, I mean, outside of the EO Scott situation, that was the second shortest match mm-hmm. of the whole card. If that's how she wants to go out, fine. But yeah, I didn't, I wasn't down with that. Um, the crowd was kind of iffy for me. Yeah, compared to when SummerSlam was in Nashville. Um, SummerSlam crowd in Nashville was wild the whole time. Yeah, we was kicking it. We was kicking it, even though the lights, the light thing was hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Top five that. hilarious things I ever seen in the wrestling yeah. match live. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you have that, but the crowd was just on and off. I guess because of the spacing, the timing of everything. I think that'll be another thing. Um, I think that would be my low lights. Hold on, let me see. I'm from right. Um, the Slim Jim Battle Royal. <laughs> Y'all know who won. Mm-hmm. But. It was. I'm tired of the whole thing of a mosque getting in the ring. He's always the first one getting beat up. Got to get him out. Got to get the big guy out. Got to get him out. But if we being real here, why are all of y'all getting on LA night? Mm-hmm. Nobody's getting on LA night. Nobody's getting on Sheamus. The biggest two threats I feel on the whole thing. And you just decided, huh? Yeah, this is getting Moss first. Like, come on, bro. I'll, I is that your? I don't understand one? why, but it's like this yeah. time it's getting played out. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Well, what you got, Joe? The only reason I'll give them some grace a little bit on that is because that that battle royal was thrown together, right? I'm pretty sure that was supposed to be the Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus. The uh, help me out. The Judgment Day, but KO is hurt. Uh, KO is like legitimately hurt. So yeah, Sammy hurt now too. Yeah, Sammy, that elbow was crazy. Did y'all see that? Ugh, you see that was, yeah. yeah. All right. Yep. Time for a tournament for that. So y'all covered. Y'all covered everything. Um, I'm just gonna get straight to tribal combat. <laughs> um, I loved. Well, I know we talk about the the lows. I love the fact that Roman wore all black with the red, like he normally does. Main event Jay Uso came out in all white with the white uh, uh, lay covering. Um, it was very symbolic, you know, good guy, bad guy. You know what I'm saying? Just just normal, simple storytelling stuff that was dope. However, after we're approaching hour five of this pay per view. And that match was slow, 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 slow. That match was slow to start. It picked up for it to be tribal combat, but yeah, that that was probably slow. And to kind of the part I wanted to make about coming back to is this was the this to me is one of the few times I think they just had to do something to keep the story going because I don't see Roman wrestling again. Until maybe SummerSlam. 
because stop me if I'm wrong, there's no big PLE. Like, is payback is coming up or? Yeah, payback is next, and then we have yeah. another one, I think, and then Survivor Series. Yeah, probably. Survivor Series, right? So I don't see Roman again having a big storyline until SummerSlam. I'm sorry, my goodness, till Survivor Series because, you know, he's probably going to go away, you know, healed and probably pop up house show here or there, but he's not defending that belt because they, they don't want to waste him on this. It's going to be Uso versus Uso, and that's probably going to main event the next pay-per-view. Right, if we if we're being honest, so yeah. that sucks. But I understand it, and I and another low for me, and kind of put a bow on everything is I think because of that, we're not getting Roman losing until WrestleMania, so we can go ahead and lock in he's champ until at least Philadelphia, unless they <laughs> somehow bring Rocky back some kind of way at Royal Rumble or some crazy crap like that. But no, Cody gets his WrestleMania moment a year later. And that's that they, he wins the Royal Rumble, and then here we go. All right. Now, what I loved, Ricochet, Logan Paul, I told you, <laughs> they, were gonna, they were just going to jump and flippity-flop and hippity-hop and, and steal the show, and they did it. Um, great match between them. Um, Cody and Brock. Uh, Brock... You know, when Brock wants to, he'll make you look like a million bucks. He made Kobe, Cody look like a million bucks. So shout out to Brock. Those are probably just off the, you know, just just on the card. Those are probably my two favorite moments of the night. What about you, Nick? All right. I saw something that I noticed. Um, if you go back to the Finn Balor, Seth Rollins match from years ago for the Universal title. Yeah. Um. He was wearing the vest that he beat him in. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that was one of them weird things I noticed. I'm like, oh, I need to go back and check it out. And I looked, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's something interesting there. Little, little tidbit. Also, um, Bianca Belair's gear was nice as well. Now let's head over to Gunther versus Drew McIntyre. Yeah. That was a nice slug fest there, um, even though it looked like Drew McIntyre's chest was about to cave in a couple of times. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just want to know how big are Gunther's hands? Like, how big are <laughs> his hands that he's that his hands are literally putting his imprint in somebody else's chest that is six foot five, two sixty, or two forty five, hey, or whatever. Hey, how much he weight. did the same thing to Sheamus, man. He did the yeah. same thing to Sheamus. It's just yeah. crazy, man, how yeah. he can do that. Absolutely. And everybody's like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah, yeah. this is normal." <laughs> <laughs> like everybody's saying it's normal, but all right. Um, congrats to EO Sky, new women's champion. Mm. Hey, it had to be Bianca, but. Yeah, congrats to her. Also, yeah. that um, four fifty splash Bianca did was nuts. Yeah, and the turn on the turn with Jimmy was unexpected, but at the same time, it's like, why at this point? So they gotta keep it going, man. 
Gotta keep it going, but <laughs> gotta keep it going. Gotta keep it going. So that's those are some of my highs for that. Um, what you got, Andrea? All right, some of my highs, I would have to say. Um, probably I went into this match or I went into SummerSlam wanting Ricochet to win the match, but ultimately yeah. with how it turned out, I'm glad he didn't. Because my thought process was that, like, if Logan is going to win, he shouldn't be going over clean against a full-time wrestler. So I'm Ooh. glad he used the brass knucks. Yeah. It gives him – it creates a – like, they have a legitimate rivalry that now that can continue to go, and now we have a reason to have him back at the next PLE. Mm -hmm. so he's not That's just true. popping up for, for no reason. Like, he actually – like as a wrestling fan and not a Logan Paul fan, I'm actually a little bit invested now. Um, another high for me is probably gonna be Gunther versus Drew. Like the tire marks cross their chest at the end of the match. <laughs> Hate it had to be them, but I, as a fan, I love it. That's true. Um, another high for me is probably. Probably Bianca. I feel like she's a prime example. She's the most wholesome example of when keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, but you know what? Like that match for me was really an emotional roller coaster. And yeah. I'm a, I feel like at one point, and like this isn't me saying it definitively, but I feel like at one point she started selling the wrong knee. And that's how I knew she wasn't really injured. Like, it's a kayfabe injury, I guess. Mm, yeah. Okay. I didn't notice that. Yeah, because when she goes, when Charlotte, I don't know if Charlotte messed it up or if that's how it was intended to look, but when she hits her knee on the steel steps, if we're watching it, it's going to be her, I don't know, but looking at it, it's going to be her knee that's closest to the steps, which would be her, yeah. her left knee. Okay. And then later on in the match, after she done got back in the ring, she's selling the right knee. It's like she grabbed the wrong one to start. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but that's, I mean, I, f I feel like with the way the match ended up going, I feel like that's forgivable. Mm -hmm. But, um, and yeah, like you said, I hate it had to be Bianca, but it's EO Sky. If anything, I feel like this. I feel like EO cashing in how she did it really heats up the SmackDown women's division. Cause mm -hmm. now you have Oscar, who to me has been treated like an afterthought this whole her whole title reign, despite the fact that she's a very credible, very viable threat. You have potentially Charlotte, who might want some get back. I don't know. I hope not. You have Bianca. <laughs> <laughs> you have Bianca, who essentially was embarrassed that night. Yeah. And then you have all the other people around too, who you got Bailey who might be jealous, Dakota who might end up becoming jealous. You have all these different ways it could go. So I am, I hate it had to be Bianca, but I am very glad that EO was the one to cash in on her. I'm with you. Uh -huh. And um, I don't know. I think that's it for me. Yeah. Okay. All right, so this wasn't on the docket, but it popped in my head. So I'm going to ask both of you guys the same question. Um, With whatever Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits are doing right now, we're not calling it Hurt Business 2.0. It's just a thing so far. 
are we are they doing their version of Judgment Day and Bianca joins them, or is it just going to be those three? What do you think? Start with you, Nick. It's going to be them three till she finally snaps and decides to join up. Okay. Andrew, what you think? I hope they stay separate. Okay. I don't like, know. My feelings might change as we watch how things progress, but right now I kind of – I want to see what heel Bel Air looks like on her own. Right. right that makes okay. sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I'll say this, though. The Street Profits – Coming out dressed like the four horsemen with the suits and everything. Wasn't that bad of a wasn't that bad of a look? I kind of dug it. It was a good change up. You know what I mean? No red solo cups. You know, we mean business now. And they got Bobby in that corner. I don't, I don't know if MVP is around the corner or not, but this is a if they are doing, if they're gonna call it the hurt business, as much as I love Sheldon and Cedric Alexander, this is a better version to me. To me. To me. All right. I believe next on the docket, Nick. Let's go over this top 10 list, big dog. All right. So for the people that don't know, ESPN decided that we're going to make some hell. <laughs> and we they list their top 10 best pro wrestlers under the age of 30. For people that don't know, a lot of wrestlers don't hit their peak until after 30. A lot of people don't get into WWE until like they're over 30. So it's a rarity to have a 24-year-old, 22-year-old, hell, even a 26-year-old in the WWE that's thriving very well. So unless your name's Brock Lesnar or Rocky Bell. Yeah, unless you're Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah. That was that's an anonymy right there. That yeah. Randy Orton. Or, or Randy Orton. Those are the only two I think I can think of. Yeah. From the gate. Like you were like, oh, they gotta go up. So here are the top ten. Number ten, Logan Paul. Number okay. nine, Liv Morgan. Number eight, I can't pronounce the man's name. Oh, okay. I'm just going to say KT. Okay. Because the last name pronounced is like it's Takeshita. 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 I'm, I'm not going to mess up the man's name. Okay. So I'm going to leave it at that. Number seven, Carmelo Hayes. Number six, Braun Breaker. Number okay. five, Dominic Mysterio. Number <laughs> four, Hideo Del Vecino. Wakingo. I'm sorry, Kingo. Number three, Theory. Number two, Rhea Ripley. And number one, MJL, the current AEW champion. Any thoughts? Andrea, I'll let you go. Um. You know what? I don't know. Some of them place is this like are these in any particular order? Like MJF is number yeah, one. MJF is number one. All right. So thinking holistically, because I'm not too familiar with number eight. I'm looking at the list. Like I don't yeah, I, I don't, don't know him either. Yeah. The only one I think I might disagree with, because I'm not I'm not familiar with number four either. The only one I think I might disagree with with is Austin Theory. Yeah. I feel like if we're looking at this holistically, I think Dominic Mysterio, when you first hear it, it sounds like he's way too high up. But when you think about what he's been able to do over the last year or so, you think about 
you think about it holistically, like not just the in-ring work, but the the mic work, the character work, the reaction he gets from fans. I do think that number five is deserved for him. But the only one out of this top 10 that I'm going to have to disagree with is actually I see two I might disagree with. It's Theory and Liv Morgan. Are are you saying they should be higher, lower, or down the list? What are you saying? Oh, I think they should be on the list, yeah, but I think maybe lower. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So one and two are perfect. That's one number one and number two are exactly right. MJF is number one. I mean, yeah, and Rhea Ripley, what she's doing and Not to get creepy, not to get weird, but what she's been able to do from an in-ring standpoint, for making such a unique character, for that character to be embraced for her ring work and for, you know, her look, you know what I'm saying? And people calling her a sex kitten, you know what I'm saying? For that for, for that particular character is, that's, say what you want, that's good work. You know what I'm saying? She, she's doing great work to, to get that over on every basis. You know what I mean? I see. I see a meme from her on, for every day from something, either from a powerful move she did, her and Dominic, or somebody lusting. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like she covers all bases. You know what I mean? So that character is amazing. Um, I would like to see Melo a little bit higher. That's just personal bias. Um, I agree though. I'm not sure about the theory thing because we all knew he was Vince's guy, and then when he wasn't Vince's guy. Like he, they still try to give him a shot, and now I, I feel like he's they're cooling him off to build him back up. You know what I mean? So he has time. I mean, he's under thirty for goodness' sake, so he has time, I guess. But I'm not. I was never very high on theory though. So that's that's probably just my own personal bias. What you got, Nick? All right, I'll put theory probably six on here, mm-hmm. or probably seven under mellow. That's where I feel I would put him at. My third would probably go, I would give that one to be quite honest. I'm giving that to Vikingo. Okay. Now, a lot of people say, King, I know y'all thinking like, Vikingo, why him, bruh? He's 26. Uh-huh. And if you've seen his, if you've seen his moveset, you'll be like, oh, did he just do a 450 splash, put somebody through the table? Yeah, he did that. Yeah. He has moveset that make you Make your jaw drop. Okay. He's prime Lucha Libre style. So I think I would put him at three. Over Theory. Probably put Melo up there. Dominic Mysterio will probably be six or seven for me. Six. No, six. Even though he's probably one of the biggest heels right now, I would put him six or seven or around that area. I don't know much about number eight. So I'm just not I'm just gonna keep them there. But I think this is a very good list if you for my sake, I think it is. I just had to watch the other number eight. I gotta watch him a little more just to figure out why they put him there. So it's list time, man. Before football football we're in the summer, you know, football's around the corner. Uh basketball's done, unless you you know, watching Summer summer leagues and stuff like that. So people putting out have been putting out lists since July. List this, top this, top that. You know what I mean? Just trying Half to hold over. List. Yeah, man. Just trying to hold over 
until this weekend when you know when uh preseason football is back and you got rest wrestling never goes anywhere but you now you got your full week taken care of so you're good now so yeah all right so now uh, i believe this is your go miss andrew what you got for us all right so to go into this week's episode of hit my theme music i got a quick question for y'all let's do it basic thugonomics or my time is now which one? <laughs> My time is now. I take that. Why? Yeah. I don't know. I just fucking numbers never hit me like that. Okay. Jeff. So thugonomics was a time. Um, that was the ascension. That was the freestyling in the ring. That was the throwback jerseys. That was he was re- refining that character. But time is now is just. Even though it's not one of my favorites, is that's one of those ones. Even people who don't watch wrestling regularly, they hear that and know it. So you kind of got to go with that, just because, right? Just because. All right. Well, that's exactly what we're gonna be talking about today on this episode of Hit My Theme Music. Let's do it. Okay. We're gonna be talking about "My Time Is Now," how the song came about the samples, and the controversy surrounding it. So, My Time Is Now is produced by Jake One and featured on John Cena's first and only album, You Can't See Me. (laughs) All right. All right. So the song has four unique samples. So, yeah. Didn't know that, huh? Yeah. Did not know that. All right, so the song samples, the iconic trumpets from the song come from a song called The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia. Jake won. He used the Peter Schofield and the Canadians. He used their version of the song, which is actually a cover of a song by the same name by a woman named Vicki Lawrence. Oh. Yeah. And then the drums on the song, and this is this, I actually had a hard time finding this but apparently they come from a drum break called attention by a band called head west which features bob welch robert hunt and another hold on give me one second the drums i'm trying to think huh I know the horn. I can hear the horns, and then I'm, I'm guessing the drums are the okay. I right, I get it now. All right, I, I was trying to hear what was so distinctive about the drums, but now I remember the song. Yeah, no. If you go on who sampled, and I could drop yeah. the link for y'all. If you yeah. if you go on who sampled, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, yeah. That's I know about the MOP and the I love that. that. I love that site. That site. Right. That site ends a lot of arguments. <laughs> a lot of music and rap arguments. <laughs> So, and then also, like you just said, the song also samples MOP's Annie Up. Okay. And that song samples, which is also featured in, um, because you have to credit, it's also featured in My Time Is Now. MOP's yeah. Annie Up samples Soul Sister Brown Sugar by Sam. Right. So we got those four samples in the song. Right. Now, one thing 
that, and I've seen a whole bunch of controversy. Is it rapper dough? Is it apple dough? Is it get that dough? It ain't none of that. Because what what, <laughs> sense, of what, what is apple dough? What sense does that make? Be for yeah, real. Come none on. of that. That doesn't make none any sense. <laughs> What's actually being said, and this comes from, because Jake won, he did a behind the beat on this, and mm -hmm. he admitted he used the MOP ad libs from Annie Up. Yep, and so yep. what is being said is Amadou, yep. which is a nod to Amadou Diallo, who unfortunately was a victim of police brutality. May he oh, rest no. in peace. That's right. Yeah. So with that, I would like to go into a little bit about the MOP controversy with the song. Yep, they were hot. They absolutely were. They sued WWE, John Cena, Jake Uno. They wanted, they sued for $150,000, which to me and my non-legal, non-lawyer opinion is actually pretty low. They sued for $150,000. However, the suit was dropped two months later. They sued in 2008, in October 2008, and then it was dropped two months later. And as of right now, to this day, there's, we don't really know how the public doesn't really know what the resolution to that was, mm -hmm. but they sued for $150,000 and they wanted the song destroyed. But we see, we see at least one of those things did not happen. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> obviously, but, um, yeah, they said the song was unlawfully sampled several times throughout. They said their song Annie up was, unlawfully sampled several times throughout the song namely in the intro the second and third chorus yeah. which you can hear you can hear their ad libs if you go and listen to the song at those points well, yeah now with that being said they sued for 150,000 one thing that i found out that was interesting is that jake one does not make any money off the song when he nice. yeah, what did you say nice he I said, yikes. yikes. Oh, yikes. Okay. I was like, well, that's mean. What? <laughs> no, nah, he does not get any royalties. He says when he first connected with John Cena, he John ended up liking a lot of his beats. He rapped over a couple, couple of them. And WWE, I'm not sure if it was WWE, if it was John. Actually, I do believe it was WWE because he it said was. it. Was. They offered him $60,000 for six beats up front, no royalties. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. So he said he did the bad deal with them, but hey, he made a wrestling thing. So, yeah. yeah. Which I thought that was interesting that MOP ended up suing for more money than he got paid. So, for six um, beats. $60,000 for six beats. And that's a steal now. Yeah. Uh, that story yeah. that story is so insane because if you remember back then, Cena was really, really, truly, honestly, like serious about rapping. So mm -hmm. he was going on sway, doing freestyles. He was an MOP fan. So using that sample was why he did it and why Jake Uno Jake One did it. And in turn, you know, them not thinking, right? Because it wasn't in the, it wasn't a song. I remember re hearing this. They they didn't even think to clear that. I think, and then oh. finally, yeah, they finally went back and added it all after the after the uh, the lawsuit. 
but I'm pretty sure the reason why we're not there's no up there's no updates on it because NDAs were signed and they probably just took the money and, and they had to shut up. Yeah, bounce. Yeah. yeah. That's yep. tough. And then That's... my final huh, what were you saying? No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, all right. So my final fun fact about this song is that when Jake One originally made the beat, like this beat was not made for John Cena. Jake One originally had Ghostface Killer in mind for his Pretty Tony era. For that album, he originally wanted to give it to Ghostface Killer, but it oh. ended up with John Cena. Wow. Huh. huh. I had it. That's what's up. If you're a Ghostface fan, Pretty Tony is a pretty damn good album. If I should say something myself as a Ghostface fan. So hearing hearing how the, the drum, like I, I now that I get the drums and the horns, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That makes total sense for Ghostface. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. Could you imagine Cena not having that and, and sticking with Thugonomics for this long period of time? <laughs> Can you imagine Ghostface on that beat. Yeah, he would have killed that shit. I, I always thought they they left money on the table, like not doing a remix. So I mean, of course they never would have, because nothing will nothing will rep replace that because of the the build up and then when it drops and then he runs out. It's just it, it's a word that's overused nowadays, iconic, but it just speaks to John Cena right now. But I just always thought as a rapper he could have done more because I well I never listened to that one album, but I know he wanted to do more. He's just he just dedicated his life to the ring, so I get it. But yeah, it was an interesting time. Them, you know, MOP being them suing, and, and and you know, as a rap fan, you heard the 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 ad lib like, "Dang, MOP on this." And like, now nah, we had no clue what was going on. <laughs> That's tough. Man, I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> That's crazy. All right, Nick, it's on you. First, first and foremost, uh, MOP's Warriors album. Tough. Let's get out. Really paper ones. This is gonna turn 23 years old in October, if I'm correct. Yeah. If I didn't if I didn't feel old I already now, I feel old. Yeah, that's, I, that's I what you're like, wait. I remember <laughs> that coming. Like I was in high school when that came out. And I heard it, I was like, oh, these dudes is really talking about killing me and they're really <laughs> rapping about killing me. <laughs> and he came out. I was I was in high school going home to watch 106 in Park. That's crazy. Anywho, yeah, let's go. Let's go. But, now, um, I'm feeling horrible. <laughs> on today's, what you say? Um, this one is like one of them things that we I didn't notice until like I started watching the old Attitude Era. Uh -huh. We did have a wrestler known as the Godfather. Everybody, <laughs> yeah, the Godfather. Yeah. yeah, we're not gonna say what train he wanted you to get on. Oh no, he was on the whole train. We can say it. Yeah, the three or four train, yeah, the whole train, whatever you yeah, call it. Uh -huh. Now, everybody knows he came down the aisle, came down to the ring with women. Uh huh. But what people forget is that before matches, he will offer his opponent a night with the women, so he can win by forfeit. Yeah. So <laughs> wow. on today's what you say. Uh what are your thoughts on now looking at this like what are, what were we thinking like in this? Oh 
Okay. Because he did this multiple times. Now, some people said no, but majority of them saying yes. And they get, and Godfather wins by forfeit. I'll go first on this. I'll make it quick. That is a time capsule <laughs> where, where we were. Um it 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 speaks to two it's two two types of incidents where that type of arrangement happened. There was Ted DiBiase offering people money to do stuff before matches. We'll never get that back again. Right. Never. And then you know it was just that was just was a wild time. And then there was, of course, the Godfather offering services of his of his clients uh to his to his opponents um before matches. Nah, man, we we were wrong for, for liking that. Um we, it was a different time. It was a different time in our country, it's a different time on our televisions. Um yeah, that's all I can say because that wouldn't get over in 2023. I tell you that right now. That shit would be pulled. The, the show would be stopped mid-show. And someone would be apologizing. Yeah, you would have <laughs> all types of women's groups, Republicans. All of them. Oh, no, I don't know about Republicans now. That's different. No, 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 no. They would be, they would be, they would be in the crowd with their kids. And they exactly. would, they would be, cool be protesting. No, no, no. They would be cool with it. They would, I'm with Andrew. They would be protesting. Yeah, oh, okay. deep down inside, they'll be cool with it, but for the optics of it, they would have to protest. <laughs> have Candace Owens on her little on her show or whatever. What is what are we doing to our children? Showing them you have oh, all types yeah, of just uh uh-uh. yeah. <laughs> would not fly. Mm-mm. And it's in general. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I, I think is funny about the Godfather gimmick is that on, I can't remember what episode it was, but I think it might have been the Brawl for All episode of Dark Side of the Ring. I'm mm. not entirely sure, but he Brawl was on, yeah, he was on there and he talked about his character a little bit and he said one, he said he used to work in strip clubs as security yeah. and he said one of, the, one of the things he hated the most was pimps. So to me, that's... <laughs> To me, that is wild yeah. that he was able to go out there and do that and do it in such a, at the time, a lighthearted way. Yeah. Knowing how he felt about people in that line of work or men in that line of work, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Tough. That's tough. Even when, even now when he comes out and does like, uh, like appearances, like Raw 20, Raw 30 and stuff like that, when he comes out. They know better. They don't even nah. He just comes out. Does don't have a line. Nah, he better not. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing his costume and on the that's and it. At, um table. Raise cars. the roof. That's it. He just raised the roof raise and going about his business because they nah. You can't do none of that. Him, Val Venus, uh, a, a good a good partner of mine. Shout out to Spike Lou. Uh, Nick, you know Spike Lou. He had never Ooh. seen. He had never seen choppy choppy pee pee. That incident on Raw, if y'all, y'all remember Choppy Choppy Pee Pee on oh Raw? Oh God, why? Um, he never saw that, so he somehow comes just how most people, because when you extrapolate the Attitude Era on Instagram and you just send wild clips, he sees the clip of Choppy Choppy Pee Pee and said, "Dog, what the hell have you been watching?" This whole time? <laughs> <laughs> And if and if you don't remember Choppy Choppy PP, yeah, just Google it. I'm not gonna waste your time trying to explain it to you. Just it's just on YouTube. 
it's definitely on YouTube. Choppy Choppy PP with Val Venus. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. All right, Nick, it's your match of the week, man. <laughs> All right. My match of the week was really supposed to be my what you say. Okay. But then it turned into the match. So let's go back a good 21 years to SmackDown. You're talking about SmackDown with the fist. Yeah, yeah. All right. And we had a segment with Booker T, right? I got Booker T. Uh, five time. Top five time. <laughs> champion Booker T. Yeah. He's in the bathroom brushing his teeth. And, you know, somebody's lighting the bathroom up pretty, pretty <laughs> well, like, you know? Yeah. Dropping it. He's complaining about, hey, what's he got? A dead body in there? You know, the usual banter. Yeah. Who comes out? Rikishi. That's tough. And Booker T is like, man, I feel bad for who got arrested you. He said, yeah. That'll be you, Booker T. Ugh, he walks out the bathroom. So my match of the week is Rikishi versus Booker T on SmackDown in the year 2002. Why? Because I just told you he was in the bathroom letting it loose. So, you know, yeah. Do you add that one of his moves is a stink face? Yeah. 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 You get it on Booker T. Oh, God. And Booker T proceeds to throw up on the side of the ring on Michael Cole. Rightfully so. Legend Michael Cole gets throw up on him. And that guy noticed Jerry the King Low is laughing at him. Telling him you got throw up on you for a couple of minutes. So, yeah. It's just weird storytelling. They turn into a match. They turn into more storytelling. So that is my match of the week, Booker T versus Vacation. I'll make this quick. I don't care who. I know he didn't really use the bathroom before he did that. The thing about the Rikishi stink face move is that's a that's a that's a large gentleman. And yes, even if he showers before that match, him having a five or ten minute wrestling match, sweating and carrying on, that move, that's got to be the worst move to take in history. It's just got to be. It it has to be the worst, because especially when he gets in there and starts like, yeah, oh god, oh god, oh my god. I got rating and a thong all in your face. Yeah, man, that's tough. That's that's. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, let's just get out of here on that note. Uh, y'all got anything? To say? <laughs> y'all got anything to say to people before we get out of here? Um. Well, my mentor has been on my mind a lot. He passed away a few years ago. May he rest oh, in. But one thing he always taught me was: you stand up for what's right, even if you don't only want standing. So, man, that's it. A- that's a life. hell of a, that's a hell of a way to live life right there. Stand yeah. for what's stand up for what's right, even if you don't want to stand. I dig it. I dig it. Shout out to the people swinging chairs out there. Amen. Yo, <laughs> stop. Let's let's talk about that. That's it. That's it. That that that's it. Stand up for what's right, even if you don't want to stand. And sometimes you got to. Yeah, it all applies. And sometimes you got to swing a chair. Mm-hmm. Yo. Even That's if you don't want swinging. That's it. <laughs>
Copy me a chair with an extendo right now. An extendo. Oh my God. What do you guys say to the people, Nick? All right, um, parents. Oh boy. Your child's going back to school. Want some drunk Uncle Nick advice? <laughs> Here's my advice to you. Take care of your damn kids. Please. Mentally and physically. That's all oh, I got to say. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> okay, it's my turn. All right. After that, um, please, thank you all for listening. Thank you for subscribing. You know, continue to do so. Give us five stars. You know, give us all the stars. Um, tell your people, you know, all those things, man. Like, it, we do this because we love to talk about. We love the sports entertainment field, and we have fun doing it. We hope you all enjoy listening to us. I'm gonna continue to grow, continue expanding. So thank y'all for listening. And with all that being said, we are out. Bye. Go take a nap, cowboy fans. <laughs> <laughs>